Another Thor bacon bit. Another one. Do we need another one? We've done. Did we do one for Dark World? I don't think so. Well, wait. I can't remember. I can't even say. Only if there yeah. was a way to know. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> we could look in the history of Bacon Cell, but for now, we are going to review Thor, colon, Thor's colon, Love and Thunder. No. <laughs> I mean. That sounds Chris Hemsworth. I mean. <laughs> now, you say we. Yeah. You say we. Yeah. But once again, I was left out in the cold outside the theater saying, please let me in. Please. <laughs> I'm going to say this one's your fault. It's a little bit my fault. Because there was a screening and granted, everyone should know that I basically have to pick a favorite child for <laughs> every screening. And generally, Joel he, wins. He's, he, no, no, Kent always walks in the room and he says, hey, guys, I got a screening. Only one person is a, is can go to this screening with me. And I put then a he knife on a, the table. Then he breaks a pool stick over his leg. Yeah. <laughs> he plays the shard on the ground and says, here, fight it out. Really what it is, is uh, Joel gets invited to the biggest movies, and I get invited to the R-rated ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Spratt. The only exception is, is Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah, you got Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, did um, actually uh, just real quick looking at the history of Bacon Sale, we have done as many bacon bits about previous Thor movies as we have previous Extraction movies, <laughs> which just is one. one? <laughs> we didn't do one for uh, the second one then. No, so only the Th- Thor Ragnarok. We don't oh, want to talk about also, it or something. So in the realm of Chris Hemsworth movies, uh, we also you also did a, a bacon bit about Men in Black International. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. Uh, we did. Uh, why? I, it came we're, out. We're really sorry, listener. We get really desperate to do bacon bits sometimes. <laughs> so Men in Black International. At the beginning here, we're not going to be giving any spoilers sure. about the movie. But we are. Kent and Zach are going to give their emotions. And then I'm going to use the Rainbow Bridge out of here. Oh, I like that. After that. Yeah. So, uh, so you guys can spoil away after I'm gone. Because, no, I don't want spoilers for this movie. So where's your anticipation for this movie? Because, uh, granted, we have three Thor movies. And I think you like the direction of Ragnarok, right? Yeah. No, I... Thor one I thought was a, a well done kind of Shakespearean drama in Directed superhero form with the big yeah. robot at the end. Sure, that's in all the Shakespeare. Have you not read his comedies? <laughs> uh, I should. They end with a robot. Oh no, it's a wedding. Okay, um, but then obviously Dark World was a, a little bit of a disappointment. Sure. But then Ragnarok was the colorful fun I kind of wanted to see uh-huh. and enjoyed. Changed things up quite a bit. And I've enjoyed Thor's Thor as a character throughout the Avengers series. He's you know. How would you describe his character? Uh, the dumb jock. That's a trick question. It's changed so much in this franchise. Dumb jock would be accurate if yeah. there is a character. If he has a character, sure. Comedic dumb jock. He doesn't. It's it, it, he's jock. the main hey. fish. He's the fish out of water, a lot of the time, because he's like. I but even in his I, own swimming pool. Yeah. Okay. Still. Yeah. He's a fish with no home. <laughs> but are you going to see this in the theater? Not having heard our review yet. Uh, probably. My kids will probably want to How go come? see it. Okay, because your kids. Uh, because I, I, it's not like I, I don't, I can't wait until it comes out on streaming. You mm-hmm. know, I've gotten to that point where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. How's Phase Four of Marvel been for you so oh far? Oh my gosh, so inconsistent. I mean, there's no way home, right? Highlight. Yeah, it, I, I think Phase Four has been so inconsistent because. I keep being like, oh, this will be good. This Phase 4 is going to be okay. Nope, it's terrible. So, so to this oh, point, oh, it's the best part of Phase 4 has been uh, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So 100% is it yes. really Phase 4 is good? Or we? Yeah. No, you have to give Noah Home a lot of credit for bringing back what people actually love. Yes. 
Yeah, but I feel. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Thor. Uh, can we talk about the end of Spider-Man No Way Home still? No. Please. We're, we're talking about Thor. Guys, I want to hear your thoughts and feelings on Thor. Zach, well, and I, I want to hear actually, you say something positive oh, first. Like Zach I, made us do yes, for Kenobi. Non-spoiler positive. Um, well, but I, real quick to your point, you cannot talk about these movies independently anymore. They no. only exist within the universe of the MCU, which has gotten quite bloated at this point. Yeah. So, you know, from my perspective, I haven't watched really anything leading up to this. Luckily, I didn't think I needed to. Well, I, I do want to just say something to the listener here. We recently, uh, before recording here, we were, we were eating together and kind of planning stuff out. And these two, it was like these little little cracks what? were what? forming under the facade of they were trying not to say anything. And then suddenly they make some comment, some snide comment about Thor. And I was like, hey, nope, stop. And I think the comment was, you were like, hey, I'm going to leave because I haven't seen Thor. I'm going to leave halfway through a Thor, the Thor review. Right. And then I said something we all should have done. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Which that's is actually wrong. It's actually, that's a fallacy. That is wrong on my part because there's a good part right near the middle. There's, there are some good parts in this movie. And I'll, I'll say, I, I want to hear the synopsis uh, no, of yeah, Thor. I was going to say, give the synopsis yeah, the and a spoiler-free positive comment. Okay, That's we'll what I want to hear to start. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore, the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. Played by Christian Bale. Christian yeah. Bale. He's yes. going to be the bad guy in this. Which is the best part. Yes. Christian Bale is a highlight of Thor, Love and Thunder. I mean, it's Christian Bell. Like, did you really think I was going to say He's anything otherwise? Because well, the Thor villains have been a little weak um, or uh, like Loki was well, great. Malekith. That <laughs> got nothing. No, <laughs> no. So but the way they play Christian Bell without giving any spoilers is very serious. Extremely. Like this is a jokey movie or jo- twice as jokey as Ragnarok. If you can wow. believe it. Yeah. Taika Waititi was given free reign to just... Make it up, I guess. But Christian Bell's moments are from a completely different movie, and they're from a good movie. Yeah. yeah. If it, that says enough. They very quickly set up motivation for, mm-hmm. for his character. Um, so you, you do care about Was his he wronged by Tony bit. Stark? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, just like everything else. Good call. Yeah. And, and I, I wonder, is he acting in a different movie? Because <laughs> his stuff is, uh, is good. I wish there were more of it. Um, I wish there was more focus on... Uh, his character. You're saying that because he he's not in the movie very much. He's not much. in it a ton. Is what he, he does move, is, is he used like Bruce the Shark, though? It's like the yeah. less you see, the better. Because when you see him, visually, the movie gets great. And this is a visual mess. This is casserole of fruit stripe gum. Like, this wow. is hard to watch. But then yeah. every time Gore, the God Butcher, is on screen, you're like, wait a minute. That's art right there. Yeah, like, how does that look so cool? He, he seems like, and I have not seen the movie, but just based on the promos, it seems like he's in a black and white movie, and then Thor's in like a super colorful movie. It, intentional uh, story element. Yeah. Yes. There's an explanation for that very thing. So. Okay. In fact, my favorite part of the movie. Is this like the, Ra- the Care Bears movie where he lives in a land of no color and the Care Bears are all happy up in care a lot? 100%. It's amazing how, you just, it's amazing how you just described a cartoon because that's what this movie is. In fact, were, were there kids being held hostage? In yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. It's weird. No. So there's a moment and without any spoilers, there is a battle in the shadow realm and that is where Gore remains. And it is sure it's Super Mario Galaxy. <laughs> But yeah. wow, the action is so memorable. And that is at the halfway point of this movie where I went, hey, wait a, wait a minute. I haven't been interested in this movie at all up until this moment because it was so dynamic to watch. 
And I said, okay, follow this up. This could be the final fight and I would be happy. And of course it wasn't. And then I was disappointed once again. But the, it's so cool. It stands out in phase four as a very cool action scene. It doesn't pay off, but it stands out. Yes. So, I mean, and we're kind of jumping back and forth with our reviews. Sure. Um, I, I think I said it earlier. I, I think this movie is largely uh, a cartoon. It is very, very silly. Um, I Take that for what you will, though. That could be considered a positive. I know a lot of people liked the direction that Thor Ragnarok went. And personally, I, I actually I, I thought it was fun. I liked Thor Ragnarok just fine. Um, because I think that Thor The Dark World either there's one of two things. It either took itself way too seriously or I've never seen it. I can't remember. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The movie you saw a week and a half ago. You can't remember? No, Thor the Dark World. Oh, okay. The second one, right? Yeah. I think that the first one's a little too Shakespearean. The second one is a little too weirdly mystical. And the third one becomes more of a comedy. And you're like, ooh, I think this might be a good direction for Thor. And then it swings so far into that direction that I think Love and Thunder is a mess. Was so, it was it funny for you though? Because Ragnarok had no. its funny moments. No, is Thor the only MCU character to get a fourth standalone movie? Yes. Yeah, um, Hemsworth is. Uh, I was. I'm mentioning this at the screening. He's honestly getting into Hugh Jackman Wolverine territory mm-hmm. of having played this character for a very long time. Yeah. Thor came out in 2010. So, I I, I think this movie does nothing to really advance the character, but it feels which like is, it wants which, to. Which is interesting because near the beginning, it's basically like, who is Thor, right? We're going to yeah. find out in the fourth movie, which they've actually done in every single Thor movie. But especially, I think, the, how he is in Endgame. Yeah. Carrying that on. Right. And that's probably the one character-defining moment he's had in the MCU because they say, well, who are you? What's your goal? They actually never find out in this movie. Because this movie is, even though he's on screen the whole time, it's an ensemble piece. Because then you have Natalie Portman back, and she plays the Mighty Thor. And I'm not going to say how, but she well, has the powers. Spoilers, except for it was in all the trailers. She has the powers of Thor. Right. Uh, she commands Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. And, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, yes. And then there's Valkyrie in this movie. Korg, who is basically self-insert Taika Waititi, who can't he can't help but be in his own movies. Mm-hmm. And it's... For for them, they're like the comic relief that don't work at all. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of heavy lifting here. And I'll say another good thing about this movie. It's a standalone Thor movie, more or less, because yes. they go, hey, you know how the romance in Thor 1 and 2 didn't really work with Natalie Portman? We're going to retell that story, but a little bit better in five minutes. And so they make them more of a couple. Mm-hmm. And they make this, uh, they make Thor lovelorn. And then when, you know, they reunite, he's really like happy about it. He's very anxious. And that's, that's kind of the character. Whereas Natalie Portman, I would say when she's Jane Foster, good performance. Very yeah. vulnerable. Yes. When she's Mighty Thor, pretty flat. Oh, my word. Hard to watch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It, it's like she knows it's CG around. She feels like a CG character. Yeah. It's it's very strange. She She's like star wars version of herself like Ooh, just yeah. very wooden doesn't quite seem to know what's going on and then actually legitimately playing a different character which mm-hmm. you could argue there's uh, story reasons for that but there are a few scenes with natalie portman that are some of at least attempting to be some of the more dramatic in the mcu and i think it mostly works for me oh it did yeah okay so it's, it's cliche what happens, but there are some emotional scenes that I, I think come really, really I, close to working. I couldn't. It felt 
that it was such a tonal mess for me. It is. That when it was emotional, I'm like, wait, what am I supposed to feel? Because in the next scene, it's a weird cartoon fantasy sequence. Sure. Or then there's Christian Bell and it's really serious, but then there's 9,000 jokes following. Particularly the beginning. Um, I got a little bit of, of whiplash. Um, but I will say, I don't think this movie really hinges on the other MCU projects all that much. Yeah, you don't have to watch a Disney Plus series at all, okay. which is nice. That's nice. Um, the Featured in the trailer are the Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, pretty much what you see in the trailer is about it. The, the soundtrack is Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. Several, like three Guns N' Roses songs. Yeah. Um, I like Guns N' Roses. And, and it's weird you say it's, a, oh, I mean, it's accurate. This is a cartoon not made for kids, even no. though it's very kid-centric. It's there's, not made for kids. Some, Should I not bring my kids to this one? Well, no. look. There's some spicy stuff. There's some Chris Hemsworth. Oh. There's, there's, some, there's some Chris Hemsworth butt. And that's probably a selling point, right? That's probably me bearing the lead there. Um, and then like there's the some... show? Yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. I was, I was asked by, by my friends at the barbershop, what do you remember from this movie? <laughs> and I went on for about 10 minutes about how good Chris Hemsworth looks without any clothes on. <laughs> Wow. Because family um, friendly. He looks so good. I you mean, see come on. His, his full backside of For his our body double. Top to, no, it's him. He looks so good. As they're talking about a Greek party. Can we uh, say that? Involving okay. Zeus's reputation. Oh. Yes. Yes. Which is weird because then that's again. That's actually true. I did have to edit some stuff out of Ragnarok that was similar in nature. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I'm kind of like, is this for kids? Like, it, it's stuff that if I watched it as teens. a kid... It's for teens. And truly, there are some scenes in here, Final Battle, for example, where I was like, hey, if I was seven and watched this movie, I'd like this. What about 16? If you're no. 15, 16. Well, like, I like some terrible movies yeah, at that time, exactly. so maybe. But even then, like, it's just too much. It's yeah. too much at once. Okay. What's your rating, gentlemen? Well, oh. six out of 10. Yeah. I'm giving it a kind C- minus on this one. Now, and where does it rank among other Thor movies? Low. I mean, like, okay. I mean, you know, one, two, three, here's, four. Here's the bar of quality. Thor movies are all down here. I like the first Thor most, and then these, the other ones, all kind of a jumble. I go... Um, this is probably rivaling Thor, Thor Dark World for one, me. One, oh. one, three, two, four. Top to bottom. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So this is the worst one, then? I think so. I think because it's such it's, a mess. It has a chance to be quite good, uh, but I, it does... I think it's the pride of Watiti that really ruined this movie. It's Taika Waititi, how you say his name. Yeah. <laughs> you know how oftentimes in Marvel movies, there'll be a serious moment and it gets undercut? Yeah. I, this movie surprisingly lets the serious movie, the serious moments carry through. Yes. It doesn't always undercut them, but the next scene undercuts the previous scene, hmm. right? So it's not the moments that are being chopped down, but it's the movie that's being chopped down. One more positive, it's under two hours. It is, that it is, is nice. But it was so rushed. It's it feels fast. Yeah. It feels like everything's like Rise of Skywalker pace right at the beginning. And once again, I don't know if they film this in like that biodome of the CG screen or whatever. It's a lot. But this whole movie is two actors and a green screen. That's the entire movie. It definitely feels like pandemic it's movie making. Yeah. Synthetic mm. through and through. Okay. Which I hope goes away in the coming years as we get further away from pandemic restrictions. I really I think that's a big factor though. It's a lot of like one actor. Uh, but Taika Waititi's style runs through. This is his worst movie. Oh. Yeah. He's made good movies, funny movies, dramatic movies. This is his worst. Mm. Yeah, okay. I, I could get behind that. Okay. All right, Joel. 
All right, I'm ready to get some spoilers. Can yeah. you give us a spoiler sound off before Welcome you... to the spoilers! We, we got spoilers and spoilers! <laughs> we got all the spoilers! And we got more spoilers! Get out of here. Get out of here, Joel. I'm getting Go. out. Go. I'm getting out. Wait, do you need to get all your stuff? Uh, no. We'll give you some time, but get out of here. This Don't forget your water I have, bottle. I have one question. Okay, what's your question? You're in the spoiler-free version. Okay. Uh, that, I, that I will... Yeah, Joel is going to ask a question. He's asking from the other side of the baking cave. The rainbow bridge ready. Okay, I don't know what he's opening the fridge for. Heimdall, prepare the bridge. Heimdall was looking in the fridge. Okay. Because fridge and bridge rhyme. Joel, what's your question? My question is this, and it's one I'm asking off the mic, just for funsies. Is this a passing of the baton? Don't say who. Is this a passing of nope. the baton movie? Not even a little. And that Thor is not going to be Thor in the next movie. Nope. Wait, oh, because we're in spoilers. Is this what you want to know? Yeah. Nope. No. Not even no. a little. Surprisingly, no. Actually, very little. That was the thing we walked out with going, wait, wasn't that supposed to be a, huh? Well, because... This movie, could have, this movie could have not happened and nothing in the timeline would change. Well, because I saw an article just today, I believe, where basically Chris Hemsworth said, I'll be playing Thor until they're sick of me. Yes. Yes, he will. And I went, oh, I thought this was going to be a passing baton movie. You'd think... Not. It honestly, people would be very upset if he would left the role um, in the way that they kind of showed it. Set up, potential. yeah, the way they set it up. But no, I think he loves the character too much. I think he's having too much fun. Though I would love to see it take another dramatic turn, and then maybe because here's the thing: if Thor was killed off, because we're in spoiler section in this movie. Because can I say that to you, Joel? Are you okay with this? Yeah, I don't think he's if he was killed off in this movie, it would have seemed irreverent for. A cool actor that was one of the original Avengers. Well, okay, we get back up to the okay. here. Even in Endgame, how they kind of went, okay, he's kind of done being the king. Yeah, he's handed over to Valkyrie. Yeah, he gives and, and, and he has I, in this movie. And that's the thing is, I kind of thought, oh, that's how his legacy ends. He's just like, I'm tired. Actually, that's what they all did at the end of Endgame. But yeah. Anyway, all right, I'm off. Okay. Uh, Heimdall, take me home. Country road. All right, we're going to wait for him to, to, to walk away a little bit. Joel, you okay? West Virginia. No response. He's probably okay. <laughs> Mountain mama. All right, so we're talking spoilers, Natalie right? Portman dies. <laughs> she sure does. In this show. But she doesn't, Zach. So Natalie Portman, who once again plays Jane Foster in this movie and gets a significant role here. I, I wonder why she chose to do it. Because maybe she's having fun, but it didn't really seem like she was emoting fun. Uh, I think they backed a truckload of money. Oh, is that what happens? Probably. So basically, she has a connection to the shards of shattered Mjolnir. And they don't show what exactly happens other than like the humming of, hey, this thing was meant to take care of you. Because um, Thor... In a flashback. In a flashback talks to Mjolnir the way that his father did. Yes. He's like, who else, whosoever is worthy possesses the th- power of Thor, right? Mm. With, with the hammer in, in the first movie. Yes. And then he basically says something to the effect of I'll do Always anything. Always take you, care of her, yes. You do anything you can to protect her. Mm-hmm. And that translates to give her the power of Thor by letting her wield the hammer. Oh, by the way, by doing that, it'll actually kill her faster. The problem with the setup or that specific which we setup. haven't mentioned she, she has cancer yeah so she has cancer it, it, i don't know if even that's a spoiler it's known in the comics but probably not to the people that watch the trailer I, I had no idea actually when i was watching the movie i thought huh natalie portman is 
looking kind of Gaunt. frail and yeah. old and what's happening oh she's getting chemo okay that's yeah. she, it's it's okay which that were her better scenes in this movie uh-huh. but there was so much story to tell with setting up her character and they didn't have the time to do it because it's still a thor movie where the guardians of the galaxy were there for five minutes valkyrie and Korg are in it for some stupid reason mm. and there's a really bad story about god killing with with no stakes whatsoever but getting back to jane she she looks into the viking lore oh wait the hammer gives you life okay doesn't say that it will take it from you as well she goes to visit the uh the remnants of it and then in the next scene when they're fighting the shadow army which the hammer Gore, was crushed by um Hela, 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 yeah Hela, yeah. Hela, yeah whatever whatever it, it doesn't matter <laughs> but Kate uh, all of a sudden she's the mighty thor and she's just dominating the battlefield yeah. and i'm like well come on guys like tell her story if you want me to be invested like i know this is like a character that you're like Let's throw her back in because we want a popular female version of Thor here. Yeah. Establish her more. Yeah. Not just the scene where she got chemotherapy. Like, show her struggling with these powers. Show her discovery of her body's healthy again. Yes. Like, give me more of, like, the humanity because they gave it to Gore. And I thought that was great. And instead, we get another fish out of water of, like, I don't really know what to do with these powers. I'm, I'm pretty good at fighting, but I'm bad at being tough. Yes. Um, that sort of thing. And she really becomes something totally different. It's mm-hmm. not, it's, it doesn't feel like a consistent character from the super intelligent woman who's trying to outsmart cancer with science. Right. Instead, it's like a, a, almost like a Shazam type thing where yeah, some kid right. gets superpowers. Yes. And so it's meant to reestablish the link. And there's a, a moment where they interlock fingers and you're like, that's pretty cute. It's a well shot scene. But honestly, the love story is not between Thor and Jane. The love story is between Thor, Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker. Yeah. And they, they overplay it like crazy. Yeah. But it's still, that is the thing you care about most, where he's like, oh, my old weapon. Oh, remember all the good times we had? I'm not cheating on you. And you're like, that's kind of funny. Sure. Like, that's very MCU, but that's kind of funny. Sure. But in the end, that matters like 0% to the point where when it got to the end of the movie, when she dies, when she knows she's going to die in battle and go out like a true warrior and go to Valhalla, I didn't care. Mostly because I know she's coming back. Sure. Granted, and she does in the comics, like five, six episodes after she sacrificed herself in the comics, she's back as Thor as well. Yeah. And they do that here in the Stinger, which you're like, okay, I guess. Do they? Well, yes. In the Stinger, so when she gets to Valhalla. Yeah. And Heimdall wel- welcomes her. Yeah. I mean, who's really dead in the comic world? True. I think they will use her in future th- Thor movies. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's going to be tough in a, in a real world sense to get Natalie Portman. Beep, beep, beep. Back up the truck, though, right? Yeah, that's true. Back, the money truck's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, interesting. Okay. I, I, I really didn't like her in yeah. this movie. It was really No, I didn't like her either. I, I mean, like, I look at her fighting as the as mighty thor mm-hmm. uh, i liked that mjolnir was broken in pieces and like blew up into shrapnel and then yes. came back into be a hammer i'm like right. that was cool that's cool i don't care what she's doing but right. that's cool so gore's plan in this movie is is a lot of it is off screen unfortunately because like i said he's so well utilized where he's utilized like yeah. for like you can see like his face come into frame yeah. and it either you either see his teeth or his eyes or him slink in and i'm like that's so cool. But the shots um, of him emerging from the shadows of shadow monsters yeah. emerging, I think, are so cool. The shadow monsters is where the fear was gone from Gore. Yeah. So I'm like, here we have another faceless army. 
And what are they doing? They're fighting characters that are not going to die in New Asgard. And what do they do? They steal kids. Yeah. Right? It's basically uh, chitty chitty bang bang at this point. <laughs> and so they steal kids and then the whole plot becomes, hey, let's try, the, try to tell the gods that they're going to be killed. The other gods don't care because they're very prideful. Um, but let's also find the kids. And then I'm like, oh, and by the way, there's all the actors and crew's kids, which is kind of cute, but at the same time, like, I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. And then you get to the end in the final battle yeah. where the kids are like put on the front line. Deputized. How did you feel about this? Oh, I didn't like it at all. But did you feel like the kid inside you thought it was cool? Maybe. <laughs> Just maybe? Maybe. It's, again, it's, it was the ending of Shazam. Yeah. Oh, the kids are going to... Yeah, gonna, faceless gonna monsters, win. faceless army. Sure. And it's funny because, you know, we always kind of make fun of like, wait, what is the superhero's actual power? Thor now can just be like, you're all Thor. You will, for a very temporary time, yeah. possess the power of Thor. And I'm like, wait, he can just pass on Thor powers? And I'm sure there's someone that's like, actually in uh, issue 591, well, yes. I mean, his, uh, Papa could do it. What was his name? Uh, Odin. Odin, yeah. Odin's son. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Odin could do it, mm-hmm. and Odin has passed but, but on. But I mean, this is Thor, who doesn't have a character. Given his power to no. Thor? No. Thor is still weak. He's o- still Thor. Uh, Simple. Granted, there's probably precedent for it, but I, I think they were just like, hey, we have kids in peril. How do we take them out of peril, and how do we give them something to do? We deputize them. We deputize them. Yeah. And look, the visuals of that battle, the music playing, you're like, Oh, that's kind of quirky. Sure. Like that's that's fun. It's a fun sequence. But then when it's done, you're like, oh no, I hated it. Yeah. And then that's why I'm saying where it's a total nightmare because the very next scene, Gore's story is good because then it's like basically his goal is to find destiny, and destiny is the ultimate ultimate god or eternity or what it was eternity. Eternity. Yeah. And you can grant and be you granted need, one wish. You need the power of the Bifrost yes. to open up the gates of eternity. Right, which he conveniently drew in his lair where he trapped everyone and find whatever. Yeah. Um, but he he gets there to ask the ultimate question, to ask the favor. And, you know, it's like, oh, is he going to kill all gods? Honestly, as a viewer, who cares? Yeah. Like, uh, we saw the gods. We're like, eh, that's fine. That's why I didn't feel any stakes. Like, yeah. I don't need a sky beam in my movies, yeah, but they, I also they, need... They paint the gods as jerks. Yes, but I also need risk. Yeah. And then, but the, the ultimate question was, or, you know, what he wanted or what they convinced him. Did they convince him that he wanted his daughter to live? They had to convince, yeah, uh, how the exchange of her. Like, yeah. Like, it's like, hey, ask, we're all good here. Don't ask for the gods to be killed. Ask for your daughter to be brought back and yeah. she'll be taken care of. Right. And that's the, the love element. This is the yeah. family element of the movie. Sure. And But the thing is, that should have been a great scene, especially when you put that with Jane actually dying on the battlefield. Like, mm-hmm. it should be a good moment. But it was just followed by the kid army and then everything that happened after, too. Like, I just, I didn't feel the weight of it whatsoever. And like you said, on the page, some of the more emotional moments in the MCU. Yeah. But I didn't feel it. Yeah, because it, it continues to undercut itself. I think there's, there's an interesting idea mm-hmm. of a good dramatic story here. And it just, it tries to out-funny itself. Yes. This, again, I've said it before. It's a cartoon. It mm-hmm. becomes such a cartoon. And every once in a while, it wants to be 90s X-Men, where it's a little bit harder hitting, but okay. it's still just yeah. a cartoon. Yeah, that's true. Bring in some issues there. Sure. What would you say the success rate of humor was? One in 10, one in 20? I mean, how many times did you chuckle? 
twice. Okay. I really didn't find it funny. I chuckled at bad green screen when he was talking to Mjolnir, but it's like he was looking at the wrong tennis yeah, ball. Yeah, some of that stuff, um, the Mjolnir stuff made me uh, giggle. Yeah. Like the first time it happened. Right. It's like, oh, I'll get it, because he really wants his hammer back. And then it's... Uh, and, and even as an audience, we... We understand the connection between Thor and Mjolnir better than Th- Thor and the Groot arm axe that he made at the yeah. end of Endgame. Right. Uh, so, uh, so what does this movie need Infinity to be War. better? More Christian Bale, more gore. Yeah, more Christian more Bale. More gore actually killing gods. More Christian Bale mm-hmm. and more Natalie Portman acting well. Okay. You know, more more Jane Foster, not I, my I agree. Thor. Yeah. I, I was surprised to see Sad Thor. I thought I thought we got past Sad Thor in mm-hmm. Endgame. I think we need to get back to Sad Thor. I think if uh, for the next movie, and it doesn't seem like they're going to because now he has the daughter of Gore that he's an uncle to, essentially. And now it's like a sitcom, I guess, where they're both really powerful, which yeah, they maybe. didn't quite explain how she was powerful all of a sudden. Oh, it's Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, what? I've never heard of this concept <laughs> before. But no, I really think that they don't need to take it back to the dark world territory. No. But they need a director that's going to give Thor... Like Maybe. some serious story. Well, so uh, going back to Endgame, right? This mm. is Thor with PTSD. And I actually think that's an interesting character. There seems to be more weight to what he's struggling with. Whereas in this, he's he's got the blues because oh, okay. his girlfriend broke up with him. Yeah, he has right? anxiety, it's not, not PTSD. Same, it's not the same weight yes. to what it seems like. He's having the same issues, but it's being handled so much in, in, in a lighter way mm-hmm. than it was in Endgame, which I do think worked much better. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit frustrating that it devolved into a, I'm having an identity crisis, but I'm going to put on I'm going to put on the Thor mask, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 view of what Thor should be. Yeah. I'm going to going to give all these speeches, and you guys are going to love me. And I just I didn't find that intriguing. Right. As far as a character motivation for Thor. Uh, speaking of masks, anytime he or Jane put on their masks, like what'd you say it was? Snapchat? It, was it looked like a Snapchat filter. Yeah. I'm not sure why they did that. Even in scenes where they're actually having dialogue, she's like, I'm going to wear my mask in this scene. I'm going to put on this mask. It's bad CGI, and it does nothing for the scene. Yeah. Bizarre. I think the more I think about this movie, I'll probably like it less. But I feel like it, because Christian Bell brings it up, because of that uh, Mario Galaxy fight on the the, the planet where they're running around, it's black and white. Yeah. Visually, that was so cool. It's good. There are highlights here. I just think this was a, a fumble by Taika Waititi, who's generally really confident in his own skin, but not here. Yeah. All right. All right. So if you are going to see Thor Love and Thunder, you probably will, because this movie will make a billion dollars. Sure. Uh, let us know. Let us know what you thought. If you want to avoid it, let us know why. I mean, if you're through all the spoilers, you must not care a whole bunch. Exactly. I don't know. But uh, thank you for listening to our bacon bit on Thor Love and Thunder.
You're all Thor.